Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. The Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast is brought to you by Amazon Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for a limited time offer for my listeners at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. If it's your first time joining me as well, don't forget you can subscribe, like, and share. Feed the algorithms, please, to help the show grow on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Don't forget to leave a review there as well if you like the show. If you don't like the show, don't leave a review. <laughs> Do me a favor. Just move on. Find a different show. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. All of the quotes are selected by the community based on the feedback I get from the Facebook page. This one was a little bit convicting for myself because I really had to sit down and think about it. And then it, it made me think and realize just how poorly I do this. And... By poorly I do this, I mean live in the moment, but in a constructive way. So we're going to kind of unpack that today and kind of hopefully maybe discover some deeper truths associated with the quote, because I do think the quote is immensely valuable. And there's a lot there, you know, if, if we really stop to think about it. Because it wraps up all of our expectations, it wraps up all of our regrets, all into kind of one sentence, which makes it incredibly difficult to fully process. So, so let's start at that beginning part, the yesterday is history. Do you ever find yourself, like every other human on the planet, sitting there thinking about something, some decision you made, it could be five minutes ago, yesterday, last week, last month, last year. And like your skin turns red or you just get viscerally angry. Maybe you were betrayed. Maybe you betrayed somebody. Maybe you were robbed. Maybe somebody stole something from you. Maybe you stole something from somebody. Maybe somebody hurt you. Maybe you hurt somebody. It's amazing how much we live in the past and we hold on to the things that have occurred in the past. But it's also understandable especially when those things are are painful and we've got a lot of emotions wrapped up into it. But the reason it's amazing is because we are, I don't know if you realize this, but human beings are the only creatures who can really do this. We're the only ones who can reflect in that way. It's really miraculous that we have the ability to recall past events in history. You know, it's it's something very unique to us. This gift that we were given to be able to recall our pasts can easily be used against us. It can easily wreck our lives. 
this blessing can be the worst enemy. I don't know if you've met anybody who lives in the past. And I think to some degree, a lot of us do. Like, there's certain things we just hold on to. But there's very, very, very little value in holding on to them bitterly. And without any intention of eventually letting them go. And the reason I say that is because I want you to really, really consider what thinking about something that happened in the past can do for you today or in the future. What can be changed? No, seriously, what can be changed? Is there any amount of thinking, any amount of regret, any amount of anger, any amount of anxiety that exists that can change it? Is there? Is there any amount? Obviously, there's not. So then we have to decide for ourselves, what can we obtain from the history then? If we can't change it, because clearly there's no way to change it, at least as far as I know. I've never invented a time machine. Our lives are not like Doc Brown. We don't have a DeLorean that can take us back in time. Since we can't change it, then what can we do with it? There's only one thing that history offers us. Life lessons. That's the only thing it offers us. It's the only thing it can offer us. What lesson do you need to learn from that event? Why does it keep rehashing in your mind? Why do you keep clinging on to it? These are not questions I can answer. These are only questions you can answer. But they're worth answering. Because if you want to extract anything of value from the things that you're bitterly holding on to in your past, then you need to start digging into what you can learn from it. And once you've squeezed it of every last drop of lessons learned, and there might not be many, if you were betrayed, then the lesson learned is, I can only trust certain people. I need to be careful with who I trust. Those are good lessons. If you hurt somebody, all you can learn is, maybe I shouldn't hurt somebody again. If somebody hurts you, all you can learn is, some people can be cruel and, and, and horrible. In the depths of our of human evil, have no, have no bottom. It's just a fact of life, right? We, we, we can learn that. But once we've squeezed whatever we're holding on to bitterly in the past of every last drop of truth and reality and lessons learned, there's only one thing left to do. Drop the rock. The only thing we can do is I've learned that lesson. I'm done thinking about it. It no longer is worth one more second of my time. One more second of my energy. 
me constantly thinking about it isn't going to change anything in the present or the future. Here are the lessons that I learned from it. And so current version of me, today me and future me are going to be wiser because of it. And I'm going to let it go. Because yesterday is history. I do realize this is a lot easier said than done. And sometimes we've been holding on to things for so long that we don't even know how to begin to let them go. And that's okay. But we can start moving in that direction. We can start. Journaling is an immensely helpful way to deal, deal with this as well. But we can start extracting those lessons today. And we can write out what we've learned. And we can begin moving in the direction of dropping the rock. It's, it's not that easy. Sometimes, a lot of times we pick it right back up. And then we drop it again. And then we pick it right back up. But just like any other skill, the more we refine this letting go of past regrets and, and resentments, the, the more we practice this, the better we get at it. And we have to get better at it. Because human beings are not effective living in the past. We're just not. There's too much to worry about today, and there's too much to take care of tomorrow for us to be hanging on to all this stuff that we have that happened to us in the past or that we were participating in. There's just too much of it. There's too much to do. You have too much potential now, and the future you has too much potential to be laser-focused on a singular event that happened in the past. I've talked about this on the show. You may or may not be religious, and that's totally fine. But I think that's why forgiveness is absolutely an essential component for, for this. Not just self-forgiveness, but other forgiveness. I think this is why Christ's central sacrifice of dying for people's sins when they did not deserve it and extending us unconditional forgiveness An infinite grace helps us drop all of this past stuff. Because if, if we have a partner in it, if we can partner with God on this and realize that he's willing to forgive us, then, then he can teach us how to forgive ourselves. And we can have a personal relationship with him. You don't have to walk into a church every Sunday. You don't have to. There's value in it, but you don't have to do that. God is not a building. You can start having conversations with him in this immediate moment. You can ask him. He'll show up. You may not feel him right away, because by the way, that's something that you also have to learn how to do, if you, especially if you have no experience in it. But we can begin to learn what this process of forgiving the most horrible things have happened to us or we've done to people. We can begin to understand what that looks like. So that we can drop it and not live in the past anymore. Which leads us to the next part. Tomorrow is a mystery. I like the way this is phrased. I like that it phrases it as, as it being a mystery. So before I go into that, let me tell you about Amazon Audible, which may be in your future. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. 
You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. Check this out. Because you listen to this show, for a limited time, my listeners get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly before a penny is charged. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast and head over to Audible for this exclusive offer for my listeners. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Sign up right now. Tomorrow is a mystery. We can get caught up in being amateur providences. It's one of my favorite phrases from Oswald Chambers. We can think we are such genius minds that we know and can predict the future. And again, this is something unique to us as human beings. It is a gift. But as with all of our gifts, they can be abused. I think this is really where anxiety manifests itself. I think think guilt and regret live in the past, and anxiety manifests itself mostly in the future. And if you're, if you're the kind of personality, which I'm this kind of personality that projects and tries to anticipate every possible outcome, tries to, as I emphasize tries to, this anxiety thing can be incredibly crippling. Because we can get caught in the hamster wheel overthinking or get arrogant enough to believe that we know exactly how things are going to play out. And so it's not good to live in the future perpetually as well, because... It can paralyze us, especially if that is a terrifying future that we're living in. But there are futures we can live in that are good. We can set goals for ourselves, realistic goals if we have experience. And that can give us something to focus on and move toward. So again, this is a gift that we were given. But it can boomerang on us if we're not careful with it. So we can take these future projections and ideas of how we want our lives to go. And then we can use them to visualize ourselves into future success or future versions of ourselves. Tomorrow, Craig, or next week, Craig, or next month, Craig, or next year, Craig, or five-year, Craig, or 10-year, Craig. But if we hold so bitterly onto that future that it cripples our ability to function in the present, then we're putting too much emotional investment into that future. And it's the same thing with anxiety. So here's interesting thing about anxiety. I had pretty crippling anxiety. I wouldn't say hospitalization level anxiety in my early 20s, but I I suffered from panic attacks. And and a lot of this was because I, I generally do have a good, I'm pretty good at projecting potential outcomes. Now, this is actually dangerous (laughs) as well, because what would happen is I would get caught up in something that happened immediately in the moment. I'm like, this is going to lead to this conclusion. And then I would freak out about how I'm going to deal with that future scenario. So if I had, for example, one of my first panic attacks I ever had was when my left side hurt really bad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have appendicitis. So then my brain immediately went into all the projected futures of this. 
And rather than dealing with the existing moment of me having my side hurt, I was then in that moment dealing with hospitalization, potential death. I was dealing with things that weren't actually happening yet because I, I was able to actually project myself into that future hospitalized version of myself. And I was panicking because I had no idea how I was going to react. Now, the secret for me has been a combination of a lot of things. I've, I've gone to a psychologist and I've discovered a, a, a low dose regular medication. It's not a, not a sedative. It's just a, it's a normal SSRI. And, and through consulting with the doctors and therapists, I've just found that there's a, there's a lowest effective dose for me of one of these medications that helps with my anxiety. And then I started to develop through reading and study emotional tools to help me deal with my anxiety. Because anxiety is a very personal thing. There's only so much doctors can really do. Like they're not with you the moment that the panic hits. They don't know what triggers your anxiety. They don't know. There's just a lot about you they don't know. And so through journaling, self-reflection, looking back on panic attack situations and saying, well, why did that happen? What is it that triggered it? Over the years, I've been able to cultivate emotional tools for so now I can catch myself, you know, when I'm when I'm early in that cycle. And to this day, I can honestly say that I'm more free from anxiety than I ever have been in the past. But that's the culmination of what I'm 37 as of the making of this video. And I really didn't start accepting my anxiety for what it was until I was 20. So it took about 17 years of trial and error. And of panic attacks to get to that point. But never stop learning. The reason I, I brought this up was because this projection thing, this it's a gift, right? Us ability to project. It makes me incredibly good at things, like at certain things, not everything. I'm good at my job, which requires me to project into the future and anticipate potential outcomes so that I can make decisions today that may affect that may prevent potential future catastrophic events, but may also help cultivate potential future events. So in a lot of ways, if you struggle with anxiety, you're not really struggling with something. You, you're struggling with a gift. You're struggling with something that is unique to your personality that is meant to be used for good. It's just at the moment, it's hijacked by a negative feedback loop and negative reinforcement and, and bad thinking patterns. So really, your anxiety is a gift. I know it doesn't feel like it right now, <laughs> but it is, I promise you. But it also makes me, it makes me good at finances. Like I'm, I'm genuinely good at budgets. I'm good at balancing my checkbook. I'm good at anticipating income when it's coming in and when it's going out. Like this future projection thing is, is it can be a really, really beneficial and positive thing. But only when it's something we're not living in. We're not living in these futures and we're not so heavily invested in them that they cripple us in, in the moment. So this tomorrow is a mystery thing. I really like the mystery word there because no matter how good we are at projection, there's a saying that 99% of the things you worry about don't come to pass, but then that one thing does happen. And then you're like, see, I told you it would happen. Then you start that negative reinforcement. But tomorrow is truly a mystery. Even the most experienced among us will say honestly 
There's probably a really good chance this is going to happen, but there's always a chance it won't. And so that's when we get to the last part of this quote where, but today is a gift, right? So we'll say, okay, well, yesterday's the past. I can't live in regret and resentment. Tomorrow is a mystery. I can't live in anxiety and worry. But I can take what I've learned in the past and use it in the decisions I make today for a better tomorrow. But I can't get so wrapped up in tomorrow that it gets me anxious and worried and so rigidly attached to where I want and demand things go that I can't function today either. So both the past and the future, which were gifts that were given to us so that we could learn from the past and create better futures, can literally boomerang on us and cripple our ability to live in the moment. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm far from perfect in this. There are hundreds of times a day I probably catch myself living in the past or living in a fake projected future. It is incredibly difficult for me to let go of both and just enjoy today. This is where I think I want to emphasize there's, there's something called the serenity prayer. And if you've never heard it, I'm going to say it or, or a portion of it because it's actually a, a really, really big prayer. It actually, I, I, I think it's incredibly powerful and I've, I've, and I've repeated it to myself many, many times since I've heard it, but you can Google it. It's very popular. It's. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. This is to accept that the past, our history, because yesterday, yesterday is history. So God grant me the serenity to accept yesterday, to accept my past. The courage to change the things that I can. So the courage to change my potential future. And the wisdom to know the difference. And that wisdom part is, is the most complex part. The, the knowing the difference between what we can change and what we can't. Because when we actually sit down and look at our lives and evaluate all of the things that occupy our mind throughout the day, there are really only a handful of the millions of things we think of that we can actually change, that we actually have power over. And in most cases, the only thing we have power over is the immediate moment. What decision am I going to make at this moment? And then when the next hour comes, I'll worry about that hour when it gets here. But at the moment, there are only maybe one or two things I can actually change. I can change my attitude. I can change what I'm physically doing. And I can change what I'm focused on. But that's about it. I certainly can't change all of history. <laughs> I cert certainly can't change what's going to happen in the future. So this God grant me the serenity. So grant me the peace to accept the things I can't change, which is pretty much everything. The courage to change the things that I can, which is only a handful of things, and then the wisdom to know the difference. 
I think that I think that's like almost the resolution for those of us who re who wrestle with the past and the future. In 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 kind of get our thinking in line with the present. Because one of the most frustrating things that you'll find is that there's an entire group of personalities that will say, well, yesterday's the past. Tomorrow doesn't matter. I'm going to do whatever I want today. So it's incredibly important, like this YOLO mindset, you only live once mindset. It always amazed me when I was growing up that all the people I heard saying YOLO were the ones who were making poor decisions. You know, if you only live once, shouldn't you like live well? Shouldn't you, shouldn't you make decisions that are more conducive to a healthy and long-term life? Like you don't do YOLO and then just jump off a cliff. It's like, well, if you only live once, why are you doing it so recklessly? <laughs> so I get it. I get it. it. It does allow you to live in the moment, but there's also too much of that you can do because tomorrow does exist and it will happen. So racking up all your credit cards under the, the guise of YOLO, is not necessarily the the smartest decision either. So I just wanted to throw that kind of disclaimer in there. Watch watch out for the YOLO trap. Because you do need to use these gifts because there's the opposite problem where people don't think about the past at all and they never learn their lessons. And then there's people who don't think about the future at all and, and they're continuing to make poor decisions. So, so there's that entire group. So you got to watch out for that trap if that's you too. So this is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you found this beneficial in some way. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on Facebook, YouTube, or Rumble before you leave because it actually helps the show grow. It feeds the algorithms so that the show continue to grow, can continue to grow. Also, don't forget to like, share, uh, well, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Feel free to share it if you'd like. If you like the show, please leave a review. If you don't, please don't. <laughs> This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for this exclusive offer for my listeners at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Until tomorrow, remember, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today because that's all we can do. Have a great day.